I'm Aysan, and this is The Market on the 9320 Player. Now, normally, we'd be talking about footballers, but I find myself this Sunday morning (laughs) quite perturbed at the fact that I'm going to begin by talking about a former City executive who is now the CEO of Man United, because the news broke yesterday evening that Omar Barada has resigned from City and is going to take the CEO's job at United. I I can't even, even saying it, ugh, just makes me feel a bit gross. Anyway, I'm delighted to be joined by Lloyd for what I presume we'll we'll try and have a grown-up conversation about this whole thing. Morning, Lloyd. Morning. Were you as shocked as me? Yeah, I mean, it's it's crossing the divide, isn't it? Um, it's uh, it's not something that happens very often, whether it's a footballer or you know, kind of anyone that um, that works, I guess, in that uh, in that world. But um, it, it is an executive at the end of the day. You know, uh, he's not on the pitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's pretty surprising. I think <clears throat> also Just because that- you, you know everyone knows what a job that is you know united is i know they've got a new leadership now and i'm i'm sure that ratcliffe will probably do a better job than what they've done over the last 10 years but there are huge structural problems at united as any united fan will tell you Mm. i've seen a lot of i guess that there's obviously two two sides of the fence on how we feel about this and i've seen a lot of people say oh well at the end of the day He's not a player, um, but for me, for me, I, I find myself I find myself in a place where I think it's a little bit bigger and a little bit wider than that. I think that uh, Omar's been at City for over a decade now. If he's not blue, then nobody ever will be blue. No player, no, nobody will ever be blue. Then, because for me, you spend a decade at a football club. It's the only club you've been you've you've been at in England. That means something, and in particular, if you look at the growth of the club in that period, and and how kind of important Omar has been throughout that time, to just yeah to go yeah you know what I'm going to take the CEO job at Man United. It really doesn't sit well with me. I mean. I don't want to swear so early in the pod, but he's a fucking rat, man. I'm sorry, but there's a there's a there's a part of me that that finds that completely and utterly unforgivable, and I, I'm I'm shocked at the number of people that are trying to sort of be grown up and it's try and rationalize it and be like, oh yeah, but he's only an executive and <clears throat> it's not that big a deal. He's not a player. It's like well. It doesn't, to me, he's part of the core of Ferran Chiki. It's always been Ferran Chiki, Omar Pep, Khaldun, right? He's part of that core that has been part of building the success at City. That, you should have some loyalty. You should, I don't care about like, you know, like I've seen a lot of people say, oh, well, but it's like career development and he won't be CEO at City. And it's like, well, fine, go and be CEO at Real Madrid or Barcelona or any, literally any other football club on the planet to choose Man United. For me, it's just, nah, I'm sorry. 
I, I just I, I don't see a, I don't I don't see a rational way how you can separate the rivalry, what it means to cross that divide. I don't see how you can separate that simply because oh well he's an executive he's not a he's not a, a player. I think you know if if any if any if Pep any of the coaching staff. Anybody that works at City goes to United. They're getting it with both barrels. Yeah, look, I, I hear you. I just don't feel as strongly about it personally. Um, I don't think, for me, you have the same allegiance when they're not involved properly in the actual f- football side of the business. And by that, I mean someone who's a player or someone who's a coach. I appreciate, you know, he very much is involved in the football side of the business, but... Um, you know, he, he, he is an executive. I, I can't, I can't find myself getting as irate at the United switch. I think for me, it's more the practicalities of it, which really concerned me. So the, the idea last night that he was potentially going to be going to United immediately, um, and without any kind of, uh, notice period or having been put on gardening leave by City, that was in, incredibly concerning to be honest but it looks like he's going to at least spend six months out um if he's starting at united in the summer they haven't announced his start date yet and they are um duty bound to do so because united have floated on the new york stock exchange so they will have to announce that soon and you'll see in their statement yesterday they said that it's going to be announced in due course so that was that was probably my main concern but i just can't get as invested in the tribalistic side of him doing it I, I, I just it's not a footballer where your career is super short and you have that natural relationship with the fans you know you've got a, a much longer career as someone who's going to kind of be um you know an executive level I appreciate you could say the same about Pep and the coaching staff but I, I just I personally just don't feel the same but I can completely understand why you and other people do feel like you do I think my as I said my main concern was just about you know it is he taking that intel and those ideas there quickly in which case that is a huge concern because he is obviously as as you say I think part of the key kind of four or five people that have helped build the not just City but the CFG over the last what seven to ten years Mm. See, I've, I have a slightly different view on the kind of the brain drain side of it in that I don't really think that there's any secrets in football. I don't think there's like some special sauce recipe that we've got hidden at City that Omar's going to take to United, click his fingers and suddenly they're going to be as good as City. The reality is that that is an enormous job and it's not one that will be easy and it's not one that will it just it won't happen overnight the the amount of stuff that needs to be fixed at united and i think that the part of it is that the amount of stuff that needs to be fixed at united off the pitch as well as on the pitch is so enormous that mm. it's just it's just not something that it's not something where i fear that omar going there makes them a more serious uh, concern for us right now. Well, look, it's certainly a challenge for him, isn't it? So I massive. can I can understand professionally why you know there there is a reason. There are a lot of reasons why he would want to take that job. I think um, you know there's a lot of potential upside if it goes well. And bro, he's it, been it, working at Manchester City for a decade. Like I cannot get my head around 
people blithely saying, oh, well, it's a good career step for him. For he, football is tribal by its very nature. You, there's certain divides that you just don't cross. And the idea that like, oh, well, it's a career step for him. There's loads of career steps that he could take in the next five years to specifically choose this one because he's been offered it and to not see that there's got to be a level of mischief making at play. And there's got to be a level of, you know how the media are with Man United. You don't think that Omar, Faran, Cheeky, Khaldun have not had conversations about the way that the media treat United and the way that the media treat City, the way that the clubs are treated differently. The amount of the amount of lobbying that United have done in the last decade to hamstring to hamstring City. It, well Baron has got lots of old tweets about United, which exactly uh, <laughs> being put out on the timeline, which is quite entertaining. Um, no, look, I, I I hear you. It's a it's a look. It's a massive risk for him, no doubt, no doubt. Um, but you know, sometimes in your professional career, you know, you got to do. You, you feel like that's the right move to make. I, I still question the decision. Really, I mean, as I said at the, at the top, structurally, mm. what needs to be sorted, you know. The, the stadium, they've got huge problems with the training ground, apparently. Um, it, you know, Carrington doesn't have enough space for them to build what they what they are kind of planning under Ratcliffe. I think they need to acquire a lot of land. The facilities are what 20 years behind. Um, obviously, you've got the, all the problems on the pitch. You've got a lot of the recent signings. You know, you've got your Jaden Sanchez, your Antonis, these kind of guys. Um, you probably need to build an, a new squad. They probably need a new manager. They need to appoint a new, basically a whole new executive board. Um, you know, Murta's probably going to go when Ratcliffe fully gets his feet under the table. So there's, you know, so so many issues there. Um, it's it, it's the opposite of an easy job. Yeah, and for sure. It's it. I, I think interestingly, it's probably a big contrast. It's going to be a huge contrast for him in terms of just the day to day of what it's like to be at United and City. You know, City is incredibly well run, as we all know. Um, he he'd have been very well supported. Uh, I think he'd have felt comfortable, and it's very much going from that to I think what will be quite close to the opposite at United, particularly um, whilst everyone's working out what it's like under the new regime, how much control Jim Ratcliffe has over the, the football side. It's, it's still odd that any you know someone from a business perspective can take twenty nine percent of a of a business but run its primary function. It just it just hasn't happened before, has it? It's just quite a weird, it's mm. quite a weird situation. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that that makes it, um, I think, questionable from from his side. But let's see. I, I think the key thing that um, I would say as well is that City will have to replace him. Um, you know, I saw yesterday. I think the quotes they'd given to the MEN were, you know, Ferran, Caldoun, um, Cheeky. They'll kind of pull together and, and cover it in the short term I'm sure that is the case because this will have been a surprise but they that that is a job um, you know it's not just of City it's of the City Football Group that the COO will need replacing and you know they will need to find someone of, of a very similar calibre to bring in To be honest I think they'll give Brian Marwood the job I think uh, I think they'll they'll certainly they'll try and fill it internally um, from what I understand of of Omar's remit and his sort of department at the club, it's pretty well-oiled machine. So 
it's almost as like all of the structures are in place, all of the kind of the day-to-day of the departments running, they run themselves. And in terms of where, I mean, Omar had a greater role in the last couple of years in terms of having conversations with agents, having conversations with counterparts at, at clubs when transfers were being done. But those types of relationships, Brian Marwood already has those relationships, so it really wouldn't shock me if uh, if Marwood was the fellow who ended up getting given that job. Yeah, sure, but then they'd, they'd, my point is more that they'd need to then replace Marwood's role. Do you know what I mean? If you... It's such a big, it's such a big role. You can't absorb those responsibilities into like Cheeky's day to day or Ferran's day to day or no. Whatever. I mean, I just, I, I don't think. I, I think, I think the kind of the cabinet reshuffle. Let's call it that, right? I think there'll be a little bit of a cabinet reshuffle, um, but I don't see. I don't see an external appointment, if I'm honest. I don't think that they'll they'll move like that. I think that they'll they'll shuffle the the deck internally and 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 fill the role in in that manner. Um, a couple I don't of know, them- you know. I think it could be. I think sometimes when something like this happens, it, it can be a good opportunity actually to bring. I know City run quite a closed shop, and you know it's very much if you're in, you're in, but otherwise. Um, you know, it's quite a small kind of senior leadership group. Sometimes something like this can be a good opportunity to get some, to get some kind of outside ideas, some like slightly different insights in, um, and it can present itself as like a almost a natural a natural move. So, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't definitely wouldn't rule it out. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's how do you how do you view this in terms of like there's a couple of there's a couple of strands that I find quite interesting. So obviously City put the line out that it's a vindication of of the work that they've done over the last decade, and they don't really see it any different to the fellow who went to Chelsea or the fellow who went to Southampton and then to Chelsea. And there's been various sort of staff taken from from City, um, and it's it's a vindication of the 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 club's success. Really, do you do you view it like that? Uh, Sure, I mean, it is, I think. Um, I think it underlines a point that Stefan made a couple of years ago, which is just that, you know, City Football Group at the moment is kind of like, you know, the Harvard Business School of football in terms of, you know, come and learn here. And then all these people have then gone to, you know, top jobs. I think Joe Shields was our, you know, one of our kind of chief, um, I think he was like a youth scout, wasn't he? And he mm. went in as basically head scout and like football ops at Chelsea. Um, obviously, Barad has made the move. There's, there's been a few others in recent years. The, I think one of our head physios went to Liverpool, didn't he? And work under Klopp, got a promotion. So it definitely is, but it's just that's partly why I, I'm just not as arsed. It is just par for the course um, at that kind of level of business um, yeah but you don't go at united you keep saying that it's not par for the course you don't go at united there's a million yeah. other you could have gone to chelsea could have pretty much any other premier league club and he gets a pass do you know what i mean nobody nobody bats an eyelid about it but you've seen the media stuff so yeah sorry no i, I look i i understand i understand like i said i understand that people feel like that i just don't personally Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. 
to listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.